Welcome, you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. I just heard the best thing the other day and I, I put it up on Instagram. I said I couldn't remember, but you know what? I just went back in my mind for the past three days to think of who I was listening to and I'm thinking maybe it was Brendan Bouchard. <laughs> But regardless, I've just been doing a lot of learning lately. Um, so it's I've actually, I think I spoke on this last week, got a little zoomed out. You know, it's like, okay, I don't actually need the whole world in my office every day uh, because I need a lot of downtime. But that's just how the world is right now. So it, you, you got you to gotta run, run with it. So I was listening to this um, this speech or, or presentation, whatever it was, and whoever it was, if it was Brendan or someone else, they said, are you hungry? They asked the question. You need to ask yourself, are you still hungry? Now, wherever I was, whether it was a business thing or a coaching thing, I, I'm not exactly, like I say, I can't remember what I was watching, but I just, the thought stuck with me, like fully stuck with me. In fact, I did a post on the High Functioning Habits Instagram account. It's one I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure whether to close or not because Living Well with Shell seems to, to be the main one. But I did the same Instagram post and on Living Well with Shell, there's a little squirrel with a nut. Are you hungry? And on High Functioning Habits, it's a shark. <laughs> but I was thinking maybe a shark might be just a, a little bit out there for my for my messages necessarily. I tend to be a little more subtle some, sometimes, but not always. Uh, so anyways, I was playing with them. I like the shark one personally. And that's what came to my mind. But here's how they laid it out for you or for us as, as the listener. They were saying, look back. Now, you're, you're never as old as you are today or as young as you are today. Like this, the, today is special and it's never too late to get going. That's something I really want everyone to truly understand. It took me a while to truly accept that. Uh, starting a new career in my 50s, it's like, what? Oh, no, 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 no. I come and I know this is, you know, I use my family a lot, but that you, we, we relate to what we relate to. I come from women that don't work. They are homemakers. My mom never held a past a job past the age of 24 when she, uh, she worked at the school board and had me. She was, I, she was 24 when she had me. My sister had her first baby at 21 and has been a stay-at-home mom her whole life. She volunteers now that the kids are, her kids are all raised and she's got grandbabies. And she actually runs a thrift store. Uh, but that's just a choice for her to get out of the house. There is a small part of me that it's, it's sometimes hard to, to let that go, that image, that expectation that... I don't know, I probably have some underlying issue thinking I should be looked after. Like, is all the other women in my household are, uh, or my family are, isn't this how it works? And in this day and age, no, women work. And I've, I have always worked. I've worked since I was 15 years of age. So I'm not really certain where that all comes from. Maybe it's a bit of jealousy with the family. I can admit that. And I wonder if that skews my way of thinking when it came to starting something new this later in my life. I was a real go-getter when I was younger. I've had multiple businesses, never made anything into a million dollars, but 
I was always trying. My Genesis Financial, my, my accounting business was always the steady eddy of my life from 27 till this year. Just always the norm. But I have had a vehicle uh, security company for, for called the Immobilizer for Western Canada, a product that came out of England and was distributed throughout the United States and Canada out of Houston, Texas. And I tried that. I've done multiple marketing companies. Um, I had one other thing on the go. What? And it's left my brain. It doesn't matter. So I've always dabbled. I've always been an entrepreneur. And I had a lot of energy for it when I was younger. I always had two things on the go. Where I've really struggled, and it was such a celebration this week to say, I'm going to bed tonight with not a single thought of a client and their finances because they're all done. Kobe just literally cleared my cleared my decks <laughs> whether I wanted it or not uh, the universe has said you made a choice that you were going to do something else now with your life and share your wisdom and so I'm taking this all away from you Whew, that was that's a tough one yes I was letting it go but it's like a security blanket it's like oh well it's, it's good money and I but it stresses me out and being of two minds it has come to things now in my life where I don't function well that way the whole being torn with things on my mind for multiple things and stressors and multitasking, it is not working for me at all. I want to start getting laser focused in one direction and this is it. So it's been a blessing, but he was bringing this up, this speaker about, you know, I want you to really just sit back and compare yourself. Think of yourself. Now, he was using age groups going all over the place, but he started with 50s. Are you in your 50s thinking that you're done? And sorry, just to segue back, that's where I was just wondering where maybe my upbringing was starting to color my hunger at this age. Didn't when I was younger, I was just out to prove them wrong about my so many things and about me and I was a single mom and I was just conquering the world and sometimes just in spite of my family or to spite them. So that was, I, I can recognize that, I can see that I've grown past it, but that sort of, you know, but everyone's housewives, why can't I be? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what was, was coloring me now going into my 50s thinking, well, I'm only a decade away from retirement at 65. And then I really had to start thinking about that saying, well, am I really going to do nothing at 65? I've never not done anything in my life. And my coach looks at me and laughs and goes, yeah, you'll be doing this to your 75. Good point. Because when something is fun and I have a passion for it, which I bring passion to whatever I'm doing, it's not necessarily that this is the passion. I just, I do love to podcast. I love to talk. I love to coach, but I bring my passion to it. And that's always been my love, but a lot of insecurities and stuff have been coming up. So he was doing this comparison and I'll go back to the age thing now. So you're in your fifties. How hungry are you still? What limiting beliefs are you thinking that it, you're too old? And I'm just, I've got another chapter, but it was even tougher when a few months back on my mom's birthday back in January, I uh, went out for a girl's lunch and they were just shocked that you're starting a new career and you're coaching. What, what are you doing? It was so interesting because they're at a point in their lives where it's like, oh no, I'm just going to volunteer. I'm just, you know, it's my time to, to kind of relax, relax. The kid raising is over. There's grandbabies on the, on site now. Yeah. It, it just, it, these little things, they just, you know, people can say things to you or you start down a rabbit hole and, and you start questioning and you start uh, thinking, you know, why me? No, why not you? Absolutely, why not you? So he was 
saying, now I just want you to picture your 30 year old self and picture yourself where you were in that, at that time. Now it's always difficult for us. And I mentioned this before to look back at our memories in our life through our current perspective, because there's no, that memory is never going to be pure. It just never is going to be because it's completely colored now by the, the learning that we have now. But it, you can try. You can look back and maybe think of decisions that you made, the way you made them, even mistakes. And if you're really honest and, and try and be very clear about it, you can say, yeah, you know what, with the information I had at the time, I probably would have made that decision. No point, you know, being all altruistic and thinking, nope, I never would have done that. And I, I've used the wrong word there. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, I, I would have done it this way and I would have been a better person. Yeah, no, I was younger. I made a million mistakes. That's just all part of growing as a person, not even just growing up, but growing as a person. So, but he says, try and do your best to do that. So that, okay, so let's go back to 30. So then I can put myself into my mind where I was in my thirties. So I had my accounting business and I definitely had a mobilizer at that point. So I was hungry. I worked really hard at a mobilizer. I never got it to where I wanted it and ended up selling it just for the inventory and, and kind of sad. And then, you know what? Here's another pivot change. Almost all new cars, especially in North America, come with a kill switch now on, on the starter. But that wasn't the case 25 years ago. That's why the immobilizer, you know, did so well for a short period of time. And I worked with the insurance agents to get a discount because these kill switches or, you know, starter interrupters made it very hard for them to steal. And back then in the day, you know, Honda was the number one car on ICBC's list of, of stolen stuff. So that business, I did that after I went to work all day long and after Ryan went to sleep, my son. And I traveled a little bit for it, just up to the interior, because I had some uh, retailers up there that car car repair shops that sold it. Anybody that could do automotive work could sell the immobilizer. I was just the um, wholesaler. So I was hungry, but I also was a heck of a lot younger and had a heck of a lot more energy. But the mentality of urgency was definitely there. More so than now, I'm not 100% sure. I think so. I would have to think so because I had the energy to, to be more urgent. But then I started looking at my life this past week going, no, actually you have a fair bit of urgency now, especially now that everything else is gone. You know, like I said, the universe kind of gave me a gift. COVID is not a gift. I'm not even really sure what's going on out there with this virus and you know, what's real and what's not real. The situation that we're in was everyone got put into lockdown by their governments. I'm not going to argue the right or wrong of any of that. All I'm saying is this, a situation has occurred. There's no point saying it hasn't and there's no point denying it. And that situation has caused this in my life. I can look at that as an opportunity or I can look at that as a punishment. And I prefer to look at it as an opportunity. I don't believe that God in the universe brought this pandemic so that I could get off, get off my duff and, and finally w walk full time into living well with Shell. But I would be pretty darn stupid and certainly not aware if I didn't take advantage of the situation saying, you know, it'd be through no cause of my own. We're running a little ahead of schedule here. Nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about all the, the bookkeeping clients that are gone. People's businesses are closed. They don't need their bookkeepers. They're trying not to spend money. They're laying off all their staff. Okay. Now what? So 
that's the exercise he wanted you to do in your mind. Compare yourself. Or if you're 20, do you th- then push it forward? Do you think you will be hungrier at 40? Maybe at 30, you weren't hungry. Do it back, go backwards again. I was, there was no two ways about it. Was I hungry enough? Obviously not. I didn't build a multi-million dollar company, so clearly I wasn't hungry enough. But I raised a great kid and I did it on my own with, you know, I was a single mom. I had a lot of support. I did not do it on my own. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Ran my businesses, learned my lessons, got through my, my crap so that I can be here now today. That's a good thing. But he said, what if you were at 30 and you didn't have any drive? Now, whatever I was watching was, it had to be Brendan because it was a live replay of him, you know, in front of about 5,000 people uh, and walking up and down the aisles. So obviously his students, HBX students were there. So I'm pretty sure this had to have been him. And he was saying, well, some of you are in my course now in your 50s and you never had this hunger when you were 30, but you got to get it now. And it's not too late. You can, you can, you can get this started now was the point he was trying to make. So I really encourage you to really take a hard look around you. Are you focusing on all the negativity? Have you stopped watching CNN? Cause everybody should. Have you stopped listening to the world health organization? Cause I personally think everybody should at least most of it. It's just a lot of propaganda and then they're not telling us the truth. So I don't know. But are you looking at all of this in such a negative light and you've lost your job? I've been very fortunate with a lot of people around me that have been able to work from home, including my husband. He wasn't laid off, but my girlfriend's husband is in a mechanic. Yes, he was. My other girlfriend owns a hair salon, shut, had to shut everything down. I don't, I have a lot of people that are not working and a lot of people that still are in some small capacity or have trans, transitioned it all to home, which personally I love to a certain extent. I'm not going to lie. But I've, I've worked at home for years, so I'm a little spoiled. But even when I did the six years at Bell Canada, where I had to be in the office, it was the corporate world, which I couldn't stand, but I did it. I would work at home one or two days a month, and there was no need for me to be in the office all day. And I hope a lot more businesses, I hope you were looking at these situations saying, do you know what? Just because it's always been done that way, I don't need to do it that way now. Just because I've always felt this way about something doesn't mean I have to feel that way about it now. Who knows? A whole new theory on the virus could come out in two months and all my belief structures that I'm currently holding on to will be blown out of the water. I'm okay with that. Where I do find it funny, and I'm going to relate this to the hunger, is people that are so stuck in their opinion that no matter even if you presented them with the facts, they're going to deny it and defend their their opinion till their last breath. You are never going to get through to people like that, folks. Okay. So if that is you, then you're the one that needs to take a step back and look at your lives and say, is there something I can be hungry for here? And I'm not talking about another round of takeout or skip the dishes. Okay. We're talking about your life, your learning, or if you're a business person, you wanted to change something in your life. You wanted to create something vibrant and something dynamic in your life. Now's your chance. Now I realize that's not the same chance for everybody. Like I say, I have a lot of friends that are just working at home and I swear to God, it certainly was for Keith and I last month, um, end of March, beginning of April. I don't think we've ever been that busy. It was like, this is, in, this is insane. Just so many people with so many questions. 
uh, that we would just reach each night. We were living on, we were just living on the couch at nighttime because we just had to decompress. And he's working from home and he's usually out in people's places. He's a sales rep, like I said. But if you're not that person, or even if you are, you are still working, but you are doing something you can't stand. I don't say and propagate the delusion that you don't meet your responsibilities. I'm fortunate right now that I have a husband that works and I have a home. I'm of, a, of an age that I have equity in that home. I can afford to take this year, create content, write my book, coach, and not make a lot of money if that is how it happens. Or I'm happy to make a lot of money. But I'm doing what I want to be doing and I'm going in a direction that I am hungry for. I realize not everyone has that opportunity. I do. If you do too, look at that. Or perhaps you do, but you just keep talking yourself out of it. Oh, I really can't do that. Who says? Make sure that your reasoning is sound. And for the love of all that's holy, if you've got a bunch of deadbeat friends around you, I post this, one of the posts, I do all my Instagram stuff uh, in advance for the week. And then I just sometimes will add to my story throughout the week. And one of the uh, things I put up there today is that I hope that this event, when I talk about the event, like the pandemic, whether it's real or not is irrelevant, there's still an event. We all got locked down for two months. If this event hasn't given you that break to realize that you have bad influences in your life, I'm not sure what's going to. And that those influences, I'm not talking necessarily, it could be food, it could be alcohol, it could be work, it could be people. Maybe there's some people in your life that are just not around you right now because of self-isolation and you are relieved. Don't let them back in or new boundaries when they're back in because the people that you need to be talking to, if you are going to move forward in some other direction, they need to be people that feel the same way, that have the same hunger, that have the same awareness, that want more out of your life. Those are the people you need to be hanging around with. And that sometimes can be a tough call. doesn't mean you have to cut everyone else out of your life. It's just sometimes, you know what, for me, this past year, I really had to start controlling my alcohol content, which means I couldn't always just hang with some friends constantly because that's all we did. They were drinking buddies. We keep, my husband and I have drinking friends. That's not healthy for me. Doesn't mean they are not my friends and it doesn't mean I still don't see them. I just don't see them quite as often and not always in those circumstances. I have created some boundaries for myself and have felt a heck of a lot better because of it. Plus, you hang around this mindset that isn't where your mindset is. Is How are you going to get to where you need to be? I'm on a masterclass every day at 11 o'clock. Yes, no, the guest speakers every day maybe aren't totally relevant to me. But I still got people there working through their stuff, giving wisdom, using examples that I in turn might be able to help someone else with. Just because maybe it's not a problem I'm going through. I have a coaching business. I have a podcast. My job is to help you guys create high functioning habits and not live in regret. I can't do that if I don't keep growing. So even though there might be someone on my the, pod, the uh, masterclass that has... They're teaching something that's really just completely irrelevant to my day-to-day business or life. Or maybe it's something I already knew and I'm just revisiting it. You know, whatever. That's okay. It is all growth. It's a discipline. It's a habit for me. I'm on week six next week. This became a habit. And other than a couple of instances, I've been on them pretty much every day. In the first three weeks, they were six days a week. Okay? 
So yeah, think about that shark. If you don't follow me on Instagram, um, just go check it out or on, on my Facebook page. Not my f- Facebook, not my website. That's that's different. But the Facebook and the Instagram, that's where these things get posted. And see if it speaks to you. See if you need to get hungry again. If you need to make some changes in your life. And if, if you're a business owner, this is probably more speaking to people that want to get something going in their lives. Like I say, just to reiterate, you don't quit your job when you need to support a family, okay? I understand that. But we also talk ourselves out of a lot of advancement and growth with excuses that aren't really valid. They're just stories we're making up in our head. They're your own conspiracy theories in your own head. You need to think positive thoughts and attract what you want. And you rarely are going to make the effort to do that because it's a discipline, guys. I'm going to start talking actually about putting habits into place because it's come up a lot this past week. I I walked I walked through my morning routine with someone the other day and they're like, you do that every morning? And I'm thinking, well, I do it without even thinking. So clearly I need to share some of that with all of you. And, and so you can see and analyze what your days look like, okay? So having these limiting beliefs and things around you, if you want to make changes and you're hungry for change, get started. You might have to clean house a little bit. You definitely might need to reprogram the voice in your head. But like I say, I'm not advocating that, you know, Sam Crowley is, is a guy that has a podcast called Everyday Saturdays. Like I think it's one of the one, number one podcasts on the planet. And uh, he's made a career out of this. That isn't the thing for everyone in my world. I don't think everyone can quit their job. And, but that's, that is his thing. That, that is what he helps entrepreneurs do. And he's my podcast coach. So he, I got on the air four years ago because I took his course. Okay. And, and he's very good at what he does. He's very, very good at what he does. Very uplifting. And the nine to five was just simply not going to work with him raising four girls. And he wanted more out of his life. I still have that, you know, I was, I was raised with a lot of responsibility. I'm the eldest daughter and my dad is, my dad is, you know, hardworking. You, you've got to, you got to look after your family. You, you know. I was raised with that example. I did not have a deadbeat dad by any stretch of the imagination. And by 40, he had his trucking company and everything just went forward from there. And he had already had two careers before that. He's a worker. So I have that in me, but calculated risk or when you truly, truly want something, you got to go for it. And sometimes you're going to fail, but how hungry are you? Have a good day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.